Welcome to the Hustlers Manifesto podcast. We jailbreak from toxic hustle culture. We take Hustler back from the belief that bigger is better, security is contingent on compliance, and freedom is reserved for the powerful. I'm your host, Sarah Duran. I'm not here to tell you how to make a quick buck. I'm here to change the way work is done so we can live more meaningful lives right now instead of betting on an uncertain future. If you value this content, please rate it and comment on this podcast wherever you get it. Thanks for being part of the movement. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Great. How are you? Pretty good. Um, Super excited to have you here today and learn a little bit more about you and your work. Yeah, me too, actually. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So let's get started with the um, three questions that we ask everyone at the beginning. Who are you? What is your work? And why do you do it? So uh, who am I? I am uh, Michael or Mike Dallas-Peterson. I uh, live in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Got uh, a wife, two beautiful boys, um, six and four. And uh, um, yeah, that's that's about me. Um, and uh, what do I do? I'm a, I'm a remote integrator. So uh, what it's, it's like a new coin term because there's not a lot of people out there that do kind of what I do. So we, we've basically banded together and just called us ourselves something. Cause we're not marketers. We're not <clears throat> funnel hackers. We're not yeah, all these weird, you know, wonderful guru, you know, things. So, so we basically glue the internet together in a nutshell, but we are, uh, what we, what we, what we do or what is a, a remote integrator. We, um, we, uh, we help out with almost everything. So if you're, if you need funnels, you need websites, you need marketing campaigns, you need emails, you need, um, uh, automation, uh, autoresponders, chat widgets. I mean, you name it, you need virtual assistants, graphic design, whatever you need. We basically these people that do almost all of it. And so, um, why, why would I really like the whole marketer term is because we're not really like, just like solely into the marketing or the ads. Well, we'll help you set up ads, right. And we're not your marketing agencies where we're just going to set things up. And then once we're done, we leave with everything kind of thing. We set it up for your, your business. Uh, we create signature processes for you. Um, and then why do I do it or how did I get into it? I guess, um, uh, I, uh, I, I do it because, uh, well, number one, I do it cause I, uh, I stumbled upon it by accident, trying out all those things like the marketing agencies. I did the affiliate marketing. I've done the freelancing. I tried Fiverr. I've tried Upwork. I've tried everything. I did almost anything that you can think of, right? Any, any trend out there. Um, and what I really found out was after trying out all these things, I was really good at getting everything up and making everything kind of work. But then the whole like getting content or, you know, selling or putting myself out there and like going live and all that, I was just never good at that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, why don't I go back and talk to all the people I used to work with in terms of like online, getting things up and going and see if they need help. So I did that. And uh, they were like, yes, we need you. How was 1500 bucks a month? You know, back in the day that was like, oh my gosh, 1500 American a month. And I'm still working a full-time job. Yes, please. I'll take that. Right. And then it just, it just kind of like spiraled up. And now um, this goes back to what do I do? I'm also a coach uh, for um, remote integrators. So I uh, I don't want to be big. I don't want to have a $10 million a, a year company. I kind of want to just teach people to do what I do so they can go out and do it. And I can stay as big as I am now while showing other people how to do it themselves too. So, because there's just too much work out there for me. So 
Um, okay, I love all of this. There's so many things I want to ask you about. Um, the first one is so a lot of the freelancers and solo printers that I work with, one of the biggest things that I hear is like, I'm not good at promoting myself. Like self-promotion isn't my thing. I hate selling myself. Like I hate, like, just like you said, I like I see everyone like I think social media is the way to like get out there and like put myself out in the world. But like I can't, I literally can't bring myself to do it. And um, yeah. it sounds like you had a similar journey and then got to this place where you were like, which is another thing I advocate for all the time is just like the power of just like making these individual personal connections with people. So you went back to this like original like your network. And just started talking to people and asking people what they needed help with. So, like, tell us a little bit more about that. Because I think that's something that, like, people struggle with a lot. Yeah. And this is where, this is where I think I, like, really do well. Like, I, I can, I can go in front of anyone and talk for three hours about what I do and what I love and all this kind of stuff. You put me in front of a camera or um, with nobody or no audience or nothing, I'm like, uh uh and then if like you're like oh write me an email i'm like ah i don't know what to put in there and you know what i mean so it's it's just this weird like almost mental block right and so i i guess like where i'm like really good is getting back getting on a zoom call kind of like this or whatever or, like um getting in front of people like face to face right and so my my biggest thing my biggest thing and where my biggest successes come from is events and so this is what I teach all my students to is like get out and actually shake a hand, right? Go out and actually look someone in the face and and, and sit down at the table. Like the every 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 person out there, every freelancer out there has hotels or you know ballrooms or something where every weekend they're going to be packed, right? With some sort of an event, you know, people probably drinking, most likely around business or something along those lines. There's no possible way you're not going to find something near you, right? Like, I mean, unless, of course, you live in some boony, you know, rural area where, you know, it's just not possible, but generally it's always possible, right? And so you go there, sneak in or just buy a ticket and instead of spending money on ads or, you know, instead of like doing a bunch of content on, on social media and hoping someone's going to look at it, go sit at like 30 different tables and just introduce yourself, listen to their pain. Don't even sell. You just go there and go like, how's your sales and marketing systems? And they're going to probably complain to you for the next hour. And they're all going to take turns, right? And then you're going to be at the end of that conversation and be like, well, listen, this is what I do for a living, blah, 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 blah. If you ever want some help, can I get your time? And you know what I mean? Or show them a demo or whatever you want to do. I mean, they're going to be so interested. And so the majority of all of my clients and all of my success has been from that not putting myself out on social media. I just don't like it. I just never liked it. And so um, I think it's like, it's just, it's just this weird dynamic of like, what 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 did we do back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s? You know what I mean? What, what, what 90s even? You know what I mean? What did we do? You know, we walked up and we shook hands and we said hi to people. And so uh, now it's like, oh, you can't do that. You've got to go get a social media page and all this kind of stuff. Now, it's definitely like social media pages and stuff like that are definitely still very um effective and they do definitely do work and and i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying um i didn't do it at the beginning i do it now like you know i'll you know clip up content and put it up there and um i think i think if if, if i can expand a little bit into this because like i always struggle with the whole content thing and so i found that podcasts 
or doing live events or live trainings. Like I love getting into people's communities and just doing a free training. I don't charge anything. I just love going in there and talking and asking and people asking me questions. And so what do I do with that content after I'm done? Right. I'd probably cut it up in about 10 different reels and shorts and stuff like that. And then what do I do from that? You think coming up with an email from scratch is hard, but do you think if you had a reel that was like 30 seconds long, you could come up with a micro email or something very short from that, that you could write probably in 10 seconds, most likely. Right. And so I always, I teach my students and even my clients, I go, listen, just go talk and go train and go do what you do best. Right. Which is like person to person, like whatever, like, like this and then get someone to clip it up after that and create some emails and and stuff like that from there and then that's where you're going to get all your content that's where you're going to get all of your emails that's where you're going to get all your reels and your shorts and all this kind of stuff and then at the same time when you're clipping them up and you're going through them you're going to be like oh my goodness i have another idea for a short that you're going to easily be able to write or you're writing these emails and there's 10 of them and you're like oh i have a good finishing email for this now and it's just going to spark that and so that's how that's how i do it all i don't i don't just randomly come up with a topic one day um and just like hold my phone walking uh you know i just can't do that right so um okay there's so much there so the first thing i want to touch on is like i love this and i this is something that i write about all the time too is like the power of like quote unquote old school networking where it's like like you said like you're going and i think the in-person aspect is amazing but also you can do that virtually like literally I just make connections with people and I'm like, let's just hop on a 30 minute call. It's not about me selling something to them. It is not about me um, trying to pitch them on my business. It's literally like just making like a human to human connection. And I think that what you said about like, not um, like starting those conversations. And like, if you get to the end of that conversation if and they ask about like, or it comes to the right place where you're like, okay, this is what I do. That's awesome. And like 90% of the time it will. But if you approach those conversations, not expecting that and not going in, like I'm here to sell something to someone and you're just here to like make a connection with another human being. That is the way that I have found um, literally all of my not just my best clients, but literally all of my clients, like every single one is like a one-to-one -one connection. It's not, it's not people, even if it is someone who like finds me on social media or something like that, it's about like me having an individual conversation with them. It's not about them going to my website and just buying a thing without ever talking to me. Um, so I love yeah, that so much. And I think you're right. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lost art. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's definitely a lost art and i think that like people are scared of the whole um rejection thing right and i find that like i just like because i'm very analytical i'm like it's just math man like you just you get a hundred no's you get one yes like can you go do that and they're like oh that's easier i'm like okay yeah you know what i mean like just count the no's until you get to your yeses and then you're you're, you're good to go kind of thing right and i find that like the whole ad thing people are so skeptical and and things like that that's why like i mean of all the all of all the you know strategy calls that i've gotten on um, from ads, I would find that like, almost like, you know, 50% are like, nah, I'm, I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure about this. No, 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 no. Um, but you know, you go up to a table and there's 10 people sitting there and then they're talking about the marketing sales and systems. And then you go, well, have you tried this? Oh, well, have you tried that? Well, have you tried this? And then all of a sudden you're like the expert at the table about this regard. How are they not asking you what you do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not even pitching. You're not doing anything. They're just going to be like, my, oh my gosh, like what the hell do you do? <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly.
Totally. It naturally goes there, but they, but the feeling from their end is completely different, right? Because you're not going in trying to sell them something. You're going in trying to like make a personal connection. And so it ends up naturally going there. I think the best um, experiences that I've ever had with sales are like that too, where it's like, by the end of the conversation, I'm the one that's like, so tell me what it's like to work with you, right? They don't try and sell me anything. Um, They just are like, um offering value and like building that relationship and then it like naturally gets to that point um and i think you're right you're 100% right about the math but i think it also is like a completely different mindset like you said about rejection where it's like if you're going into it not expecting a sale then rejection is complete it's not even a thing right it's like you're not going in there to sell or not to sell you're going in there just to like bu- make a connection and so are like, is it possible, especially if you're reaching out to people like online and it's like, Hey, can I just like have a conversation with you and like pick your brain about something? You Will you, will some of those people never reply to you or like tell you to go take a hike for sure. Um, but I think when you take the, when you take the like pressure of the sale out of it, it also takes a little bit of that rejection out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like I, uh, Yep. It's definitely, definitely a little bit, a little bit different than the norms and stuff like that, for sure. Um, But I just also find too, like when you're in the face-to-face and people have purchased a ticket or people have purchased to be there, people have driven to be there, there, there's some sort of like other commitment as well, rather than like ads and social media, where it's just like distraction marketing. You got to distract them from scrolling. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a, like you said, it's such a different thing, right? Like these people are here to be focused in one regards and then here they're just like you have to distract them from their their mindless scrolling or whatever it is right so yeah absolutely um so i want to touch on something else you said in the beginning um about your desire to sort of like stay maybe not small but stay the you keep your business the size that it is and not you're not trying to grow something into this like multi-billion dollar company right um but you found different that doesn't mean that you're not scaling and it doesn't mean that you're not like expanding your reach um through teaching other people how to do what you do um this is something that i'm super interested in i've been thinking a lot about lately about how especially for the crowd that i work with which is primarily solopreneurs a lot of solopreneurs get to a place where they're like incredibly successful in their business and everyone's telling them like the next step is this thing quote unquote you need to scale and for a lot of people, they get pressured into like building a team or like do like growing their business into this company. And for some of them, not all of them, but for some of them, they get to that point and they're like, oh, I actually hate this. Like, I don't want to manage people. I want to go back and like do that, do the work that I actually like doing. Like now I just have this like all I'm doing is managing people and not like doing the actual work that I love. And so um, I'm always trying to encourage people to just like be super cognizant of when they're getting told it's time to quote unquote scale, what do they really want out of that? And how can they scale on their own terms? And how can we like sort of resist this pressure to like grow for the sake of growth and just keep something small because like, or not even small, but keep something the size that we want it to be because that's what gives us what we need in our lives. So I'd love for you to just like, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like for you. Yeah. So I've, um, I've done all the, the scaling with this or scaling with that, uh, all those, those gurus and, you know, courses and all that kind of stuff out there. And I've, I, I, I truly, I think that, you know, you can be extremely successful 
by not going to your nine to five job and your corporate this and your corporate that or whatever it might be. And you can be a freelancer, solopreneur, whatever you want to do. And you can still make significantly more money than you would at a regular job. Um, all while just being small and just you, you know, I don't think that, you know, like I'm already, already, I like, I have what me and like two, three, three, three virtual assistants on my team. That's it. And, uh, you know, we, we, I'll do more in a year than like the majority of like the entire payroll at my old corporate job. It was a small team, but you know what I mean? Like, I'll do more revenue than, you know what I mean? So it's just like, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't think that you, people do get pressured into this, like, oh, okay, we'll get you this like booking machine or build you this $10 million a year XYZ, or we'll do, we'll do whatever. And I'm just like, okay, cool. But like for the majority of the people listen are like getting into that, it's not going to work. It just never does. That's just a fact. Um, and never, it never ends up. Um, it's just not what they wanted. They, it's just it, too much more. It's like even more commitment, more time, more this, more this. Um, and the reason I got into business for myself is so I could hang out with my kids. Number one, hang out with my wife. Number two, I guess like we can compile that into number one, right. Hang out with the family. Right. Um, and then just be like free of anxiety and depression and, and things like that. And I just don't think that like sitting in front of your computer 15 hours a day, six to seven days a week is like going to get me there. You know what I mean? I want to like wake up and eat something really healthy and go for a good walk and teach my kids how to do that and, and work out. And you know what I mean? Like show them that. And like, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't have like, and I think, I think that with the amount of money that I make currently and not having to like scale to this like $10 million a year thing, um, I can buy my kids a house each, right. And rent it out until they're ready and send them into, you know, the world with something, you know, more than I had, you know what I mean? With a huge head start. And then I can, I'll be able to like 100% retire and put uh, as much money as I can into like education funds or whatever they need. And, you know, I, I don't, I think I, I'll be further ahead than a lot of people that I, I went to school with and all this kind of stuff. And my kids will be better off than a lot of other kids potentially, right? Without having to focus on this unrealistic dream of scaling. I don't like that word. <laughs> not too much. Anyways, it's just, you know, not, I don't, yeah. So, and I, but I don't, do I think that you can do it all by yourself? No. I, I do think that like, I do think that having a virtual assistant is probably the number one thing that's made me sane and uh, be able to do this. And I have, I've had virtual assistants employed since 2017. I've put their kids through school. I've bought their parents' houses. I've, I've, I've done, I've, I've done so much for these, these, these girls and, and who have worked with, with me for that many years. Like, going on six years now and uh you know i i think that they're like an extension of of me right they're not going anywhere i mean i can't imagine they are and um i i can just do so much more business wise but so much less my time wise than if i were just to do it all by myself right so yeah i think that um i mean I am exactly the same way. I think that one of the, I was just recording a podcast with someone yesterday when we were talking about this, like how it is this like best kept secret that like you can secretly make like a shitload more money in a lot less time when you work for yourself, especially when you're small. So I feel like we hear this thing. And again, I'm not saying it's easy. Like building your own business is not easy. You have to like, you have to be super dedicated to it and you have to be dedicated to um, trying and failing and reinventing it constantly. But um, 
I think that we are either sold a narrative that like a nine to five job is a more secure way to like, you know, build your dream or that entrepreneurs work, um, you know, 80 hours a week. And both of those things simultaneously are true. Um, I personally don't think nine to five jobs are more secure than working for yourself, but it is this like, it is this like secret that like, especially solopreneurs are like small, you know, small, cause I would, I guess I would still consider you a solopreneur because, um, I can like, I, most of the solopreneurs I work with have like a VA or like a few other contractors that like help them out. Right. And so I 100% agree that you can't do it by yourself, but there's this like, hidden secret about being like a solopreneur that you're when you really get it dialed in you you are like totally like you said in the beginning before we started recording living the dream where you're like I get to spend all this time with my with my family or whatever that is that you want to have time to do in your personal life and make way more money than you made before and have this like incredible flexibility in your life um and I just feel like that's not the story that we're like sold about <laughs> going yeah. out on your own. I think, I think it's a, I think people get into entrepreneurship. Like they're like, I'm going to escape the, I'm going to escape the nine to five grind rat race and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, you're just trading it for another rat race, another grind. Like you, that's all you're doing. Like well, we can't sugar. I'm not, I don't sugarcoat anything. I got, I, I have this, like, don't have a filter. And uh, it's not, it's not rainbows and unicorns horns you know what i mean like it's hard like you said it's hard it's it's probably harder than a nine to five um i wouldn't say i would say mentally maybe not like like sitting there making someone else money and being told when you can do something when you can can't and all that i don't you know i i, I could i can't do that right but um it's just yeah it's just it's 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 um you're just trading one for the other but i find that this one's like again so much more rewarding um so much more profitable and 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 when people say more secure Sure, I might have to pivot five times in 10 years, but at the same time, like if you get fired from something that you've been working at for, for 10 years, I mean, you've lost everything. You've lost like like retirement and seniority and vacation and all this kind of stuff that you were working for. I mean, you can lose it in a heartbeat. And like today I started working at like 9.55, you know what I mean? Five minutes before this call. You know what I mean? Like that's when I started today. Like I was like, I don't feel like it. You know, last night I went to bed at midnight or like one o'clock in the morning you know what i mean i just like because i chose to and like um i just i can i can do what i want and like yesterday halfway through the day i cut the lawn and set up my kids water slide and played with them for over 45 minutes and then went back to work you know what i mean like it was like i mean that's to me to me even though i'm still having to grind and i had to stay up you know until maybe one o'clock in the morning to finish up some stuff or whatever because i chose to um it is what it is. But during the day, my kids were like super happy. And like, I was happy because of that. And then that one o'clock, like tiredness that came through was like, eh, I didn't even think about it. Right. And like, even this morning, I'm not like, I'm not, you know, tired, tired. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just like, I, I know why I'm tired is because I was having a good time and I was, you know, playing with the kids and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I think, uh, you know, it's, you are trading one for the other, um, but this is like way more rewarding and way more lenient and free if you will yep i think that's right and i think the word you used that i always go back to is choice so like you chose like it's so much different like you said mentally when you're making money for other people when you're doing what other people what they what is going to what they think success looks like for them 
um, when you're not when you're not choosing what you do or why you do it or how you do it or where you do it or when you do it, um, that makes such a big difference because um, I'm exactly the same way. It doesn't mean that you're not um, it doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that you don't have to like put in a lot of work. But when you're putting in work for something that's yours and that you're super passionate about and committed to and is giving you all these other things in your life, you it putting in that work doesn't feel like work. It's just, it's yeah. like, you just do it. Cause you're like, it's what you do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, this has been super awesome. Tell us a little bit more about like where we can find you. And, um, if people want to learn more, um, about the integrator Academy, tell us like all the things about where we can find you. Yeah. So we, uh, again, like we just pivoted as well, cause the integrator Academy is fairly new. So we started off with like more one-on-one. And uh, I'm moving to more group group coaching and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we start, start off with the basics and all that kind of stuff with it. But the, uh, you can just find me at theintegratoracademy.com. Uh, or if you want to, just hit me up on Facebook. That's probably the best place to find me is, like, add me as a friend or follow me. Um, be careful. There's probably, like, 10 fake profiles out there. So we just got to – it's pretty obvious which one's mine, so don't get confused. But, yeah, just hit me up, Michael Dallas-Peterson, S-E-N, and uh, you'll, be, you'll be able to find me. And then um, if, if you're a business looking for an integrator as well, I have my other company called Social Aim Solutions, and it's just .com. And, uh, you know, if you need help with integrating all that kind of stuff too, then we, we, we help out with that. Or I just help my students get a client that way. So a lot of the clients that I can't serve because of it, I'll just pass over to the students that are ready and, and uh, we just we get them work without them having to go out and find it, right? So I love it. Um, and we'll put all those links in the show notes. We'll make sure we link the right Facebook pro- profile so that folks can find you and all your websites. Um, and thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.